Welcome to Thoughts on Thriving, a holistic lifestyle and wellness podcast that's here to help you become the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself. I'm your host, Ava, a registered dietitian in training and health and wellness junkie. I'm so excited to have you here as I dive deep into meaningful conversations covering topics from nutrition and mental health to spirituality and self-development and everything in between with experts in many fields. I'm so happy you're choosing to learn how to thrive today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Thoughts on Thriving. I'm so excited to have you back here this week. We have on a lovely guest. Her name is Serena from the Aura Moon. She is a certified life coach, aura reader, and international psychic medium. And Serena's mission is really to help as many people as she can to gain clarity, find their passion, and ultimately find joy in their lives, which we love. And in this episode today, we go there. We go really out there into the spiritual world. Like I mentioned in that first episode I did when I relaunched the podcast, I want to talk about these more esoteric concepts about spirituality, all the woo-woo stuff, and this episode definitely goes there. So bear with me if you're not into that. You know, this might not be for everyone, but I think this conversation has so much to offer and I think even if you're not spiritual at all I think you can take a lot away from this episode and Serena has a really interesting life story that we kind of talk about in it so I can't wait to hear what you guys think we talk all about auras the different aura colors we talk about intuition of course a hot topic on this podcast I feel like Serena's story like I said and her journey to becoming a psychic medium and intuitive We talk about spirit guides and angels and Reiki energy healing, chakras, all the things. And we also talk about how Serena helps clients unblock limiting beliefs and fears to manifest what they want in their lives. And throughout the episode, Serena just drops so many little nuggets of wisdom that I think are so valuable. And I really aligned with a lot of the ways that she sees the world and see spirituality. So take from this episode what you want. I think it's a really great listen and I can't wait to hear what you guys think and as always be sure to follow us on Instagram at thoughts.on.thriving leave a nice review below rate the podcast give it five stars and share it with a friend share it on your Instagram send it to someone you think would like this and leave any requests this episode actually came from a listener request who wanted to know more about auras and get more into the spirituality stuff which I loved so I got on that real quick but if you have any other requests of guests you want or topics you want covered let me know on the Instagram or in a review and I'm so thankful you're here and I hope you enjoyed the episode hello Serena how are you doing today doing excellent how are you it looks like we have matching shirts I know we're matching we're both wearing black turtlenecks (laughs) it's funny because it's the middle of April so but New York is cold are you in New York okay because I'm in Canada and I was like okay well it's gonna be nice today but should I wear a turtleneck I think so yeah it's still (laughs) still not the spring that I'm used to so that's funny that we're wearing the same thing but I'm so excited to have you on today to talk a little bit more about auras and intuition um your intuitive coaching that you do and everything in between so before we dig into all that could you tell us a little bit more about 
just your background, your personal journey, how you got to where you are today, and maybe like a little bit about your childhood, if that plays into it, which I'm sure it does. (laughs) Yeah, it it does. Um, Well, where do I even begin? Well, I wasn't a, I don't know if you've already told people what I do, um, but I wasn't into the field that I'm in. Um, I wasn't even believing in it really when I was a kid. I was into sports, athletics. I was training for the Olympics or competitive swimming. So for many years, twice a, uh, twice a day for two hours at a stretch, each time I'd go to the pool and train and train and train, come home, do karate, do soccer, do all that kind of stuff, and then do homework. And I really didn't have um, much of a social life when I was young. All I was doing was training and, and studying. Um, and then, you know, uh, I had all these passions and I wanted to go a certain way and, but society kind of led me to another way. And so that's what I did for many years. So business, right. Office work, um, you know, had uh, a marriage, had two kids, things fell apart and, um, I went down a different path after that. And then things started opening up to me, which I was, um, baffled by like, you know, I never believed in spirituality. I never believed in God, angels, nothing because my, well, my dad was a Catholic. My mom was an atheist. So together, what would I believe? You know, I had to sort of believe in my own thing. And to me, that was, um, being a good person, right. And being kind to people and compassionate. So, but being that I was not a believer in angels or anything, Um, it was weird because I went to a Reiki course and I never really, like I said, believed in spirituality, but something told me go to a Reiki course. And so I signed up for it. And the day before I got really sick and I said to myself, well, I'm not going to go, but something made me go to the Reiki course. And when I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm like a baby. So I'll curl up in bed and I just won't do anything. I'll just be like a baby. But I forced myself. I went, I coughed in people's faces it was nasty, but the teacher said, um, put up your hands. So I put up my hands and she said, Oh, I can feel your energy. And you're like a racehorse, you know, who, at the gate, ready to go. Right. But it's like, something is stopping you. Something is blocking you. And she said, you have a gift and you should share it. And I said, eh, whatever. So I just didn't believe it. Right. And so I went on with the Reiki course, finished the certificate. And then that went to certificate number two, which is Reiki two. Then I went on to my master's Reiki and it was all fine and dandy. You know, I, I got certified and I said, what do I do with it now? Right. I was still in office work. I was still doing business. Um, and then, you know, like one time I went to the grocery store and I went to go get a bottle of wine. And somehow I just knew everything about the guy behind the counter. And so, and he was talking to me and I said, yeah, 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 you should do that. And I was telling him about his grandmother (laughs) out out of the blue, something came out of me and is like, I couldn't control it. So I was telling him, you know, certain things that only he would know. And I walked away like, what, what happened here? I had no idea what was happening. And then the same thing happened at work when I was working um, in a big corporation, I went down to the cafeteria and something told me ask the lady next to you if she has a chihuahua. And so I kept fighting it in my mind and I didn't want to say anything, but it just blurted out. I said, "Um, do you have a chihuahua? (laughs) And she says, oh, yes, I do. And how did you know that? And I had this strange look on my face. I was so puzzled. I had no idea what was happening. And she said, it's okay. Don't worry. I understand 
what you're doing and how and how you connect. It's okay. Do you have any other messages? And I'm like, I don't know, do I? <laughs> and so just certain things came out. And I said, Did your grandmother pass two weeks ago? And she said, Yes, yeah, she did. And then she said, Oh wow. And I said, because I can see her right here with you. And just certain things started opening and developing. And like I said, I had no clue about angels, God, Jesus, nothing. I, I don't know if this was my path that I was meant to open. Uh, I guess it is, right? Because I kind of like I'm still a disbeliever. I don't know how I connect. It just happens. So uh, I don't fight it anymore. I just go with the flow. And that's, that's what I do now. Um, but I did want to be a cop when I was young. That's what I wanted to be. Uh, but of course, I, I guess I wasn't meant to be a cop and I was meant to open my gift. And so now I do psychic mediumship. I do intuitive coaching and I do aura readings. So here I am. <laughs> wow. If So this is over Zoom and we are, obviously you can't see us, but my mouth was just like wide open for so much of that because that's such a cool story and so crazy that it just kind of came over you. You had no intention of you know, starting to see things or having any of this unlocked within you, it just kind of happened. So a few follow-up questions. Well, first of all, for people who don't know, what is Reiki? I'm familiar with it, but I don't know if everyone else might be. Uh, so it's an energy healing form. It originated, I believe in Japan, but don't quote me on that. Uh, it's an energy healing form where you just place your hands over somebody. You don't have to necessarily touch them but you're, it's a transfer of energy. So you give uh, your healing energy to the person who's requesting it. Um, and they in, in turn give you healing as well with, um, but you, you protect your energy in such a way that you don't take on the negative energy of them aspect of them, but you take on the positive. So really it's an exchange of energy, uh, but mostly as a Reiki healer, I transfer my healing to somebody else and I can do a distance. So I don't need to have them in person. Uh, so I just with my intent, with my mind and the codes that I have, um, the symbols they're called, then I transfer the Reiki distance. And I've been able to do that to South America, to across Canada, to other places in the world. And, you know, uh, the clients have all reported back certain symptoms that they would feel or tingling sensations and things like that. And they would, you know, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, my headache's gone or my backache is gone, you know, and it, it works over time, right? So it's not an instant fix to an ailment that you have. Uh, but if you do it consistently, you can, you can find that certain things within you can change and heal. And really, it's all about mind, your mind, right? Mind is a powerful thing. Very, very powerful. Thank you for describing that. You know, I, I knew that Reiki involved the hands and being in front of someone, but I didn't know you could actually transfer that energy beyond that yeah. <laughs> through distance. So that's really cool that you're able to do that. Do you think that the Reiki certification that you did is what unlocked all these gifts within you? Or what do you think the spark was for you going from, you know, being a businesswoman working in an office to now being an aura reader, intuitive coach, and all these things that, you know, they're so different. I truly believe in, in, in uh, synchronicities mm -hmm. and uh, the signs and symbols that you get throughout life and impulses in particular. So, you know, my impulse to go take a course, a Reiki course was part of my sign. It was the thing that led me to opening and unlocking my gifts. So without having that impulse, I probably would be still in the office life 
right about now. Um, but I feel like it's very important that to note that there is nothing that is a coincidence in this life, right? We operate by our instincts and our impulses. And without those, then we're just floating and, and just aiming for nothing. So, but our impulses and our instincts are our own internal compass, which leads us to do things that we're meant to do, right? It's our soul talking to us. I completely agree. So you said you weren't spiritual before. Do you think now that you are connected with your impulses, your intuition, do you think that there is a higher power leading you to that? Or is it all you like, do, what are, what is your spiritual perspective on life now, now that you're doing this? Well, my perspective is, I believe we all have, we, we all have souls, right? Our souls are the things that talk to us. Our souls are our computers, essentially and the database of where all information comes, whether we've come here in past lives uh, and when we're, you know, if we're coming in future lives, it's all housed in our souls. Uh, I do, you know, kind of believe in angels, but then I kind of don't. <laughs> I do ask them for protection. So I do believe it works for me, but everybody's different, right? Like I still feel I have this, uh, feeling within me because of my upbringing and being Catholic and, and being, I guess, uh, programmed to think a certain way. It's hard to not think that way over time, you know? So, but I do have a mentality where it's like, okay, I'm compassionate. I am kind to people and I am spiritual in that way. And I, I kind of do believe in angels and I kind of don't. The reason why I don't is because I haven't seen them. And if it's something I can't see or feel or touch, I kind of say to myself, okay, well, I don't really believe they exist, right? But I do believe that mindset is everything. And if you believe in something so, you know, well enough that you believe they exist. So I'm heading to the place where I believe we have angels and we all have guides. Um, I, I, feel, I feel them around sometimes and other times I don't. Uh, but again, everybody is different. My perspective is that I operate on a soul level, right? And try not to operate on a physical level. Um, and I'm getting better and better and better at sort of trying to um, manifest um, certain things that are physical that I can see um, in the ethers, if that makes sense. So right now I don't see anything in the ethers and that would be seeing spirits. Right. I told my guides a long time ago when I started getting into this field that don't show me any ghosts because I'll freak out. You know, I don't want to see them and I'll just stop this completely. <laughs> so I haven't been able to see spirits, but I can communicate with them. Right. I hear them. I feel them. I know what they're saying to me through symbols that I get. Uh, but in terms of seeing, I'm trying to work on, I guess, opening that part to see, I guess I'm not as afraid anymore as I used to be in seeing them. Uh, I still have yet to see a spirit, but I guess time will tell. Maybe I will see one eventually. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Interesting. I mean, that explains why you saw that lady's grandmother or you didn't see, but you felt that lady's grandmother's spirit. Um, so that totally makes sense. And, you know, I've had the same conversations with my, I mean, I mean we're, we're already out there on this podcast, but I have very similar beliefs and things. And I've also asked not to see ghosts or spirits. I think they exist, but I also don't want to see them because I'm scared. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, 
I don't know what I would do if something popped in my room or something. Yeah. Like what the heck, you know, <laughs> I go, yeah. stop this right now completely. I'm done, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like my guides are some, some higher powers protecting me from actually seeing them right now. <laughs> so did you learn how to talk to your spirit guides or connect with them or did it just come naturally to you? Cause there's definitely like books out there and things like that, that talk about these things, things yeah. that I've read, but is it something that you learn or just kind of develop or given, you know? So I'll tell you another story after the Reiki course, the master Reiki course I finished and the lady told the teacher told me that I have a gift. I kind of put it to the side. Right. And then I told you certain things started happening. Well, then after I contacted some top psychics, I guess you could call them. Uh, and of course, at the time, I didn't believe in them, but I wanted to contact them anyways, just to see if they be- believe the same thing the teacher told me. So the first one um, said that, that I do have a gift, right? And then I should open it and use it. And these aren't just any old psychics. I, I contacted the most expensive <laughs> uh, top level psychics because I just wanted to go straight to the answer. And um, so that first one told me, yes, that I had a gift. And then, of course, I didn't believe it. So I went on to another psychic. I asked the same thing. and They sort of mentioned the same kind of thing. I'm intuitive and things like this. Then I kept going like I must have contacted at least 10 psychics because I just never believed it. Um, And so I said, okay, well, if I'm really a psychic and a medium and I can connect and I'm intuitive, I'm going to join this uh, directory. It's called Best American Psychics. And I I feel they're, they're based in the U S and I feel like there's only at the time, there were only 75 of us. And because I was in Canada, I was lucky enough to get on because most of their psychics are in the U S. So there were interviews. I had to do one interview and I only knew the first name of the person. And so I called them. I knew their first name, gave them a reading and they said, we'll be in touch. And if you do well, you're going to go on to the second interview. And I said, okay, fine. So I said to my, my guides, or I said to the universe, well, if I'm meant to be a psychic, I guess I'll go on to the next interview. (laughs) So then I was called in for the next interview past that. And then I got a congratulatory thing saying, you know, we love you. You, You've done, you've done very well. And we'd like to hire you on as one of our top readers. And I said, okay, great, fine. So I started doing that. I think it was 2015 or 2016. I can't remember. Uh, And I did that for quite a while. Then I went on to another directory and I just kept doing readings. And I guess my skill opened over time and got better and better. It's like, it's like concert pianist, you know, they don't get, get good overnight, right? You have to practice. So it's been years in the making. And I feel like I'm at a place now where I can, uh, I have many, 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 many good reviews. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with my progress. Um, of course, I still have the doubt, you know, I still operate off of how can I do this? How is it even possible? But I, I put that at the back of my mind and I just go for it, you know? And so, yeah, it's crazy how my life has developed from wanting to be a cop to doing this type of work. It boggles my mind every day. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I I love it. I think you have mastered the art of surrender in this process and just have surrendered each, each time something came up and now you're here and 
you know, it's always like the universe has plans for us that are beyond what we could imagine for ourselves. And you're a great example of that. So thank you for sharing that story. And honestly, I think it's kind of great that you had that skepticism because I wouldn't want if I was, you know, seeing a psychic medium or an intuitive, I just don't think that I, th- I think that it's easy for anyone to call themselves that, but the fact that you were so skeptical of it yourself means that you really do have that gift and you, you're you testing it yourself. So I think it's it's great that you're skeptical instead of just kind of going off and telling everyone what you think you see in them. Because I yeah. feel like that can happen a lot in that world. I'm Listen, sure. When I was a kid, this was not my dream to wake, uh, to, to be yeah. a medium, you know? So like, it's definitely not something that I wished for, mm-hmm. but to have it land in front of me. And, you know, now I'm able to work from home and work whenever I want, wherever I want. It's just amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So kind of switching gears a little bit. I know you're an aura reader as well. So, or not as well. That's part of your your offerings, your gifts. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about auras a bit. We had a few requests from podcast listeners to kind of dive into the topic of auras and talk about what an aura even is and how we can use them to get to know ourselves better. So could you run through that with us? Absolutely. Hmm. Where would we like to start? So everything has energy, right? Um, If you put your hands in front of you like this and you'll you know, you hold it long enough, you'll feel the energy between your hands, right? And that's the energy around you. It's the aura. Plants have auras. Um, Any living thing has an aura. Even a a, a cell phone has an aura. Um, So anything that exists on this planet has an aura and energy around it. And so usually, well, for humans, we have the chakra system. You, you're aware of the chakra system, right? Yes, yes. Well, our aura is based on the colors within our chakras. So, and, and oftentimes, because I've been doing this a long time, what I'll see is either a lack of something that, lack of a color that you need in your life, mm-hmm. or the color is more predominant. So it's the color of you, it's your essence. So if I were to say to you, you've got a blue aura color, it wouldn't just be blue. Okay. It would be a specific type of blue. It'd be like either Navy or periwinkle or turquoise or something like that, Mm. depending on um, what your essence is. So we all have one predominant aura color that stays with us for life, but depending on what we go through, stressful times, traumatic times, things like that, the colors um, can change. Okay. But the base color would stay the same and I would know what that is. So, so based on what your chakras are, so say if you have a block in your root chakra, I'll be able to see that in a color. So a healthy root chakra color is supposed to be a clear red, a clear ruby red. And I'll tell you 95% of us don't have clear color chakras. Okay. Cause most of us don't work on our colors mm-hmm. or our chakras in general but it should be a clear ruby red to symbolize health. Okay. Um, But sometimes I'll see clay color. I'll see brick color. I'll see a muddy red, um, a claret color, different types of colors. And, And in these colors, I might see dents, holes, scratches, waves, certain little lines, you know, and each of these things will tell me what has happened in your past. Okay, certain things you've gone through, 
Uh, it could tell me the future direction you're headed in. So I get all kinds of information just on the color and what it looks like in your aura, in your chakras, okay? And that color emanates from your chakra out into your field around you and as, as an aura color. So that's why, um, but I, I, I ask my spirit guides first, like I'll go into a meditation and um, I'll ask them, okay, what is the predominant color of, of Ava, let's say? And so they'll tell me what the predominant color is. They won't tell it to me, they'll show it to me. So I'll get a real clear idea as to what color is coming through. I'll give it a few moments and I'll see what color it is, right? And then I'll write it down and then I'll go through each one of your chakras and I'll know the colors of your chakras and what you need to work on, what, what you're lacking and what your positive traits are. So I can see all these things in your colors. It's amazing. So this is my specialty. So I do the aura readings first and foremost, then I'll do the psychic medium readings, which is more of the intuitive side, right? It's not looking at colors or anything, um, but it's more of a clear knowing is what I have. I have clear seeing, which is clairvoyance, but I also have clear knowing. Um, and then um, the intuitive coaching is the third part of it is, is what I'll say. But yes, the aura readings is very fascinating. And that's what I do mostly. Wow. So interesting. And so interesting that each chakra has a different color. So you can see all those levels as well as someone's, you know, base aura. I've gotten a chakra reading before and I was told my root and sacral chakra need work, but everything else is good. So I don't know if that changes. I'm, I'm sure that changes over time too, as well as the aura, your general aura. Yeah, it changes based on what, what you're working on. So mm -hmm. we all go through periods of growth and change, right? And so in those periods of, of growth and change, you'll notice a change in colors. So if you were to come to me, I, I guess a year ago, and you had gone through a divorce, let's say, or you're, you're having a period of stress, and then over the year you've worked on yourself, those colors would definitely change to more clearer chakra colors, right? But there still may not be perfect. There's, there's going to be times where you're going to have, you know, one chakra out of alignment, right? It's like our spine, when it's not in alignment, it affects our hips and knees and everything. Mm -hmm. And much like um, an aura color or your chakras, if one is out of alignment, it may affect the color below it and the color on top of it. Right. So wow. that's how it works. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so interesting. And, you know, a thought just popped in my mind. Not everyone listening might know what a chakra even is. So could you explain that really quickly as well? Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm not a professional on the chakras. I always <laughs> use the colors, but well, basically it's just your internal energy system. Okay. So it's, you know, I talk about the soul, how that's mm -hmm. our computer. Our chakras are pretty much the cells of the computer, I guess you could call it. And they operate. So a chakra, well, I'll tell you, for example, so um, you have a, a chakra in your throat, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that is, it relates to the throat, right? And the thyroid um, and it's a blue color. So, and let's say your root color, your root chakra at the base of your spine, that should be a red color. And that relates to the physical body, right? Your circulation, your, your confidence and things like that. And then when we get to the top, like let's say the crown chakra at the top of your head, that relates to the pineal gland and the nervous system. So 
you know, giving these examples, each chakra relates to a part of your body. Okay. And so therefore it, it connects to, um, like I said, the nervous system, the pineal gland, your, could be your kidneys, could be your, your, your communication, you know, could be your feet, like everything, just like, a, um, what are those called reflexologists? You know, how when you look at the hands, every point on the hand or something reflects to something in your body. So mm-hmm. it's much like the, the chakras. It's the same kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Like I know the throat chakra is kind of like your ability to speak up. So if you're not really speaking up for yourself, like that can affect your throat chakra. If I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the communication, right. And speaking your truth and things like that. And, And the thyroid is housed there as well. And so the thyroid really you know, controls a lot of emotions and things. Mm. Um, But you know, a lot of these are interchangeable. So because I've been doing this for many years, your your blue um, throat chakra could blend into your heart chakra, because they're so closely related close together, right? So the colors could interchange. And it's complicated. I can't really explain it all right now. But um, it's really in depth. And it's fascinating, because I took a color therapy diploma course, and, you know, learning about the colors and the meanings of colors, because colors also have energy to it. Um, and so it's fascinating to know that these colors have meanings. Yeah, totally. And for those who are more interested in the colors specifically, I know you have an article on Cosmopolitan about each of the colors and what they represent, sort of, um, and what if, if you have that color in your aura, what that means for you. So I would definitely recommend everyone checking that out. I can link that in the show notes of this episode so that people kind of can teach themselves a bit more through your work. And and don't look at those colors as the end all be all because, Uh you know, it's a collective of many years of work. And so when I look at somebody's colors, I'll have to decode it myself. Right. Um, And so if you were to look at the article and say, oh, yellow means this, orange means this, it, it may not mean that exactly. um, it may mean a base have a base meaning but when I go in depth I'll know more based on the other things and clues that I see within your aura right so remember how I said the green can blend in with the blue Mm -hmm. can blend in with the heart chakra it's it's a combination of many things that give me the answers um, and clarity oftentimes that people seek so yeah, I mean, have a look at that re- that uh, article. It is fascinating. Um, the the other article that I uh, have coming out or will be coming out through L Magazine uh, hasn't been done yet, but that's also going to happen at some point. Wow. So, yeah, and then I guess well, uh, we'll have to do another podcast then. So <laughs> yes, yeah, to to kind of publicize that. That's so fascinating. And it's, that's a good reminder to people that, you know, it's much more complex than they might think. So when they read that article to take it with a, a grain a of salt. salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can anyone see and read auras or do you have to have these gifts? Is it a, a learned skill potentially? Cause I know you have a course. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So everybody can learn to see an aura. Uh, they may not necessarily see it the way I see it. Mm-hmm. I combine my gift with the psychic medium stuff. Um, but anybody can see an aura with practice. And it's going back to the, you know, the piano man, right? Sitting there doing the piano. You don't just learn it overnight. So, yeah, I have a course uh, on my website. You, 
it's just a little PDF. Um, you can learn how to read an aura on somebody. It's not a typical way you would normally see on the internet. I go through my process and steps and, you know, based on that, um, you'll be able to quickly see your own aura and on those of others, but it comes with practice. So don't get discouraged if you can't see auras right away, but yes, everybody can do it. Awesome. That's so cool that anyone can really kind of hone that skill and, and start to see these things. Absolutely. So just kind of on the other things that you, that you do with your coaching clients and intuitive coaching, what do you think some of the biggest blocks are, or, you know, some of the most common limiting patterns and beliefs in these clients? We talked about the auras and now I just kind of want to talk about in general, what you do to coach your clients besides that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first off, we all have insecurities, right? We have parts of ourselves that have grown up to believe certain standards, believe certain things from other people. And these are blockages, right? We could have fears, let's say, of, I don't know, just walking down the street and being hit by a bus. Um, or we could have fears of not making enough, enough money or fears that we're not going to be happy or have somebody in our lives forever. So, you know, intuitively, I'll first, you know, let the client speak and tell me what, what they think their limiting beliefs are. And then, you know, I'll see beyond that. I'll, I'll jot down some things that I'll normally see that they don't see. And then together we work on a plan to figure out how they can get from A to Z, right? Um, they tell me what their passions are. Um, I look deeper into what I feel their passions are. We all have a soul path and a plan. A lot of us don't know how to get there. A lot of us don't know what it is. So I help them determine what they think uh, it should be. So all this is done intuitively. So I'll tap into their energy system. I'll look at what I feel their positive traits are. Um, I'll look and see what I feel would light them up and in terms of making them happy, um, because a lot of us don't know what makes us happy, right? They're just stuck. People are just stuck. Um, and in this time of COVID, a lot of you've heard of the great escape or the great, the great quit. You know, people aren't happy with their office jobs or their, their current jobs, whether it be working on a farm or whether it be, you know, in accounting or whatever, people are just stuck and they, and they just wanna get out of their routine. So they come and they want me to figure it out for them. But I have to say that it's a process that we both do together, right? Because with the enlightenment, um, I, I can't do that for you. It has to be a process that you're aware of. And once you're aware of it, it makes you feel empowered. And so when you're empowered, you kind of know how to get from A to Z. But with my help, I kind of open up those blocks and, and these insecurities somebody will have, and, and I'll get them to look at it and say, oh, wow, this is, this is really an illusion. It's not even real, right? And, and so I'll get them to open up that way, and we, we together write a plan to get from A to Z, and that's what I do intuitive-wise for coaching. Wow. So it's, it sounds like you're really helping people unblock limiting beliefs to help them manifest what they truly want in life. Exactly. Yeah. It's not you who does it for them. It's them who gets themselves there. Yes. And a lot of it is mind work. Okay. It's a lot of mindset stuff. 
it's a lot of thinking positive. It's not, it's not about thinking about your past. Like the past is done. We don't want to sit in the past because the past brings us uh, to an energy, a vibration, a level that is lower. We don't want to go back there. We've already done that. But yes, you need to look at what you've done in the past a little bit to, to know what the contrast is and to know what you do want going forward. But we're not going to sit in there and examine it. Okay, we're going to go there for a little bit. We're going to check it out, but we're going to get out of that right away because we don't want to sit in that energy. We want to be in the present and we want to be in the future. Um, yeah. We want to be able to raise our vibrations enough through our minds and our mindset to get to a higher vibration. And that higher vibration is essentially knowing what your passion is and being happy, doing something on this earth that you're meant to be doing. Right. Fascinating. So if someone's listening to this and they feel stuck or they feel blocked, they hate their job, they hate their lives right now. What are some tangible things? I mean, besides getting a reading from you and working with you that they can do, you know, themselves today to kind of unlock some of their passions or things that they love, or just that happiness and joy that you're talking about. Are there simple things that we can do on our own? Absolutely. Find the best feeling thought you can, right? Mm. Even if it's the cup of coffee you're drinking or the sun outside if you if you can try and get your mind to uh, reprogram itself uh, and get away from the negative thinking of i'm stuck what am i going to do you know i can't get from here to here uh, i have no money or i don't know what i want all these are negative mindset um, thoughts you just focus right away direct the attention to something that fe- makes you feel good And so when you focus your attention on that thing that makes you feel good, more and more of that will happen to you. So it'll it'll be kind of like a snowball effect. Oh, my coffee is really good. It's nice and hot and warm. I'm going to get into the hot shower now. It'll feel so good, you know. Um, And then, you know, you're going to find other things that make you feel good. And so you're going to get out of that slowly, get out of that mental negative mindset and try and redirect your attention to something better, which will raise your vibration. So those are some quick things that I can think of that you can do without hiring me or somebody like me to help you out of it. Uh, What you can do right away is just find a good feeling thought and then just get out of the stuck feeling you're in. I know it's easier said than done. Some people come to me and they say, um, well, how can I feel good if my life sucks? Or how can I feel good if, you know, things are going the right way? Well, they can go the right way if you just focus your attention on it, right? The fact that they're still dwelling in the negative is not helping them get out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the law of attraction. So if you focus on the good, more good will come to you. It's I mean, it's it's a basic, you know, law of attraction works, law of manifestation works, you know, and if, if more and more of us were just to understand that, more and more of us would be doing things that we love doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, not to sound harsh, but like they'll victimize themselves or they'll, they'll come up with 500 reasons they can't do something instead of doing the simple act of changing their mindset. But I know it's really hard. And you, like you said, it's easier said than done when you're not even aware sometimes of those limiting beliefs or of those negative thoughts. Is there any way to you know, become aware of these things? Or is that just something that comes with time with more paying attention to it? Well, it's those impulses that I was telling you about earlier, right? You know, a lot of us will just float through life and just, 
you know, go to work, be like zombies, right? We won't get any impulses when we're in that zone. Um, but when we do get those little impulses, it's, it's important to follow them because those are leading us to where we need to go. Um, a lot of us are in zombie mode and we'll just ignore those. A lot of, many of us get these impulses, but we just ignore them. Okay. It's like you're driving in traffic. Your, your mind tells you to turn left, but you, you turn right and you don't listen to it. And then you get into an accident. You know, it's, it's like that where you get these impulses, but you're ignoring them. So if you can just focus on these impulses that you get, whether it's to get up out of your bed, make your bed, you know, go outside, get some fresh air, go and get some sun, go get some vitamin D, follow those impulses, because those are the things that is going to help you get out of the zombie mode and, and make a change in your life. Yeah. And I heard somewhere that, you know, intuition is the, the little things are the same as the big things. Like your brain doesn't know differently. So if you start following the little impulses, it'll be easier for you to follow those bigger ones that your intuition's telling you, which will then probably lead you to that life that you desire. Exactly. You got it. I love it. So you work with a lot of people every day and you probably are getting drained from being in their energy fields. What boundaries do you have with that and with, you know, not allowing their energy to come into your field too much or at the end of the workday, you know, clearing all of that and getting into your own energy field again? Yeah. Um, so I've been doing this so long and I've been, I've been reading so many things and taking so many courses over the years and, and it, it can look so intimidating. It can be intimidating to try and follow all these things that people are telling you to do in terms of protecting your energy. But I just do something very simple and I have to keep it simple because as, as I mentioned before about believing in angels and then maybe not believing in angels, but I call upon Archangel Michael and I ask him to protect my energy before I do my readings for the day. And I asked him to protect me in white light and his shield. And that's it. And it's, it's a belief. It's an intent. I set my intent before I start the energy work and I go about my day. And at the end of the day, I'll ask Archangel Michael to remove any energies that don't belong to me and uh, shoot them out into the universe to be transmuted to love for the planet. And I believe in my system. That's my system. And it's, it's very simple. Um, but you'll read all kinds of things out there. Oh, you got to do this. You got to carry crystals. You got to, you know, um, you got to believe in this and do that. You can do all that. That's fine. But for me, it's not that it's not much of a rocket science. It's just, I set my intent and I believe in it and that's it. And it works for me. I do get drained. Like sometimes I will get fatigued, but I feel like that's just, everybody gets fatigued. You know, I, I'm not immune to it. Uh, of course I work, I work all day. <laughs> so I may get tired of just sitting in one spot or I may get tired of walking around or um, just doing the, the routine things. And so I'll need to uh, maybe once a week, every other week, let's say, then I'll do my crystal, um, cr get my crystals out. Then I'll do a saging. Then I might do some salt baths or something like that. Right. But I don't need to do that every day. I don't need to do it. Um, even weekly, it's only when I find myself being really fatigued that and bogged down, then I'll get those things out. <laughs> but they do work. All of them really work. 
part of that, a lot of that stuff is in my course uh, on my website. Um, I don't know if you're going to link it down below or anywhere. Yes. But yeah, yeah. All those tips are in there. But for me, what really works is what I mentioned um, to protect my energy. Awesome. Yeah. Super simple, which is nice yeah. because at the end of the day, you're probably don't have the energy to do a whole ritual every day. And I'm not a routine person. I'm a Sagittarius. I hate routine. Oh, got it. <laughs> We're opposites then. Cause I love routine. <laughs> the only routine I'll have every day is my coffee and my uh, protection prayer. That's it. Like everything oh else is not routine. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned calling on Archangel Michael. Did you learn about the Archangels? Cause I know there's there's quite a few of them. There's Michael, Raphael. Um, I can't remember the names of the other ones right now, but is there, yeah. yeah that's quite a lot. There's, uh, I don't know. I, I think I've heard 12 or so. Like, like I yeah. said, I don't really focus on all of the angels or I don't really do angel work in that way, but right. you know, there's Uriel, there's Raphael. There's, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I can't name them all, but <laughs> Um, I didn't learn about them necessarily through a course. It's just, you know, internet browsing and things like that. I see. Got it. Because I, someone that I talk about quite a bit on this podcast, Gabby Bernstein, she has, I, I learned about them from her I, in one of her books or a blog post she wrote or something like that. She's like a pretty big spiritual um, leader, author. So if anyone is interested in learning more, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I think she has a blog post about the, the different archangels. If anyone's interested. I mean, a lot of people have, uh, you know, documented about these angels and archangels. You mm-hmm. know, I believe, uh, like the two I'll use most is, uh, Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. So Raphael is the angel of healing. Mm-hmm. So I'll call upon him to do healing work on me, let's say. Uh, when I feel like I have a headache or something or a stomach ache. Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know all the other ones. I I know a couple of them, but I don't focus on that in my work. So. Got it. Well, this was such a lovely conversation. I learned so much and I I'm sure the listeners did as well. And this was super interesting. So I thank you so much for being on. I have five rapid fire questions that I ask all my guests at the end. If, if you have time to answer them, I'd love to ask you. Okay. Are they trick questions? <laughs> they are not. They're, they're simple, straightforward, <laughs> rapid fire questions. Okay. So the first one is what is your favorite fruit? Fruit? Mm-hmm. Watermelon. Ooh, I love Watermelon. What is your, well, you already answered this, you're Sagittarius, but the question was, what's your sun sign? <laughs> Sagittarius. Yes. I also have my rising sign as Sagittarius too. And my moon is Aries. I'm all Sag, like when I look at the, the traits of a Sagittarius, I'm mm-hmm. Sagittarius through and through. Absolutely. You identify with it? I sure do. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's the best sign ever. <laughs> I we're honestly don't know that much about Sagittarius. Oh, we're adventurous. We're fun. We're supposed to be funny. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I've seen seems funny in this episode here, but I'm kind of funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're travelers, the, the, the travelers of the Zodiac. Yeah. We're fun. Oh, to- I love interesting. it. I'm a Leo, so I don't really educate myself on other <laughs> signs because I'm obsessed with myself, apparently <laughs> <laughs> like a classic Leo. I'm kidding, but um, the next question is, what is one book that's changed your life that you'd recommend to everyone? Changed my life? Well, I don't really read much, I have to say. Um, Honest, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) 
that see Sagittarius is very honest. He's, yeah. He's, yes. Um, okay. So it was, it has, I don't know, you know, I can't even really answer that because there's a lot of books that really have changed my, my, my life that, that I've read, um, like the psychic mediumship, like taking a course in psychic mediumship and actually getting certified in it. That really changed my life. Um, you know, I took a flight course in university a long time ago wow. to learn how to fly a plane. And I was fascinated by it. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Look at how much I can do in this world, right? Wow. It really opened my mind to like, here's here's what you can do. There's no limits. Um, I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I, I I feel like education is 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 a beautiful thing. And if we can take snippets of different things in our lives and, and go with it, then we've won, really, right? I don't have a totally. favorite. That's a great answer, honestly. And, you know, sometimes there's not just one book, but just the conglomeration of all the books you've read that, you know, have changed your life. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So what's, I mean, I think you kind of already answered this as well, but what's one habit or ritual that you do every day that's a non-negotiable? I know you said your coffee and your, yeah. (laughs) Definitely the coffee. My son says it's a, it's a drug. (laughs) Like, well, okay, this is, if it's a drug, then it's a good drug to have. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with this drug. I'm okay with the drug, you know, but coffee's supposed to be good for you. So I tell him it's good for you. It's yeah. Fun. Lots of antioxidants and coffee. So nothing exactly. wrong with that ritual that I'm, I'm sticking by. And the last question is what are your thoughts on thriving? So what do you think the key to thriving is? Being happy, really you know, finding your happiness. You don't have to sit and dwell in the past. Mm. If we can just uh, get out into the fresh air and get some vitamin D and get outside and get out of our little boxes, you know, and find the things that make us happy. That's how we thrive. That's, that's my answer to that. Totally. Completely agree to that. Your answer. I want to hear what you're I didn't hear. So my answer to that, wow, I'm being put on the spot. You're turning it around on me. I think the key to thriving is, like you said, living in the present moment and connecting with yourself every day. I don't think that you can thrive unless you have a good relationship with yourself, which can then, you know, allow you to have a good relationship with others and really connecting to yourself and that higher source that I believe we all have within us. And I think that if you live from that place and you live from that place of intuition and follow that, then that's how you can thrive in this life. Exactly. That's a good answer. There you go. Yeah. See, <laughs> the title of your show. So I had to get you to answer that. Thank <laughs> you. No one's asked me that before. So first time for, everything. for being the first one. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure my answer will change every time if anyone else asks me that, but that's what I think it is today. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> or a color can change, right? You can change yes. your exactly exactly so serena thank you so so much before i let you go where can people find you um your social media your website how can people work with you if you could just share all of that that'd be amazing sure my website is theoramoon.com and you can find me on instagram the aura moon which is at the aura moon um where else that's about it that's what i uh, if you want to send me an email just send it to info at the and then i'll just uh respond back within 24 hours or so beautiful thank you so so much for having me yeah of course of course i hope everyone has a good rest of their day and thank you all for listening
Bye. Awesome. Bye.